Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fired it up. It is the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, the GM, Saul Bookman, hopefully getting on his phone, get some new players over the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> roster. Big trade already went down today in the NFL. The rich get richer as far as the Philadelphia Eagles. Was it a missed opportunity for the Cardinals and Steve Kahn? We're going to get into that conversation. Should the Cardinals maybe say farewell to A.J. Green, a guy who has lost his role? Should he maybe go on to uh, maybe greener pastures for the veteran wide receiver. Excited to talk to you guys. Of course, this is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave that five-star review. Damon, what's going on, my man? I can't call it, man. Excited. <laughs> just excited to be here. I just like the coordination. I mean, the hats, yep. the tablecloth. I, I mean, I don't, that, I don't even know if they can see that, but just everything, black <laughs> and white. I dig it. I dig it. This is this is the best lid that we have. We have four solid hats, but it doesn't get much better than the PHNX black and white. Yeah. Saul, GM, coming off a huge PHNX Sun show, huge show last night. What's going on? Oh, you know, the vibes are high. He's still smiling. <laughs> the vibes Look are high. It. The vibes are high. It's nice He's when you win. Smiling. You know, it's it's nice when you win more than you lose. So uh, we can relate. We now. can't. We, we can't. We can't really complain. We beat the best team in the NBA, or at least last year's best team in the NBA, the champion, uh, Golden State Warriors. And and one of their premier players left a little salty. That's always fun too. Uh, you know, you can't always be the top dog all the time. Sometimes <laughs> you get your PB smacked, and you got to move the fuck on. <laughs> but, but guys, what I'll say, what I thought was just classic maturity of book after that game, yeah. showing Clay so much love. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw yeah. that interview. I mean, you know that it gets heated, you know, amongst light skin and salt. You know, like, we can't necessarily <laughs> sit that close to each other. That's why we made sure we threw Bo in the middle here. Because when we get we bright up, it's yeah, just what you what. Hey, if you would have seen Twitter last night, that was, like, the number one other trending thing was, <laughs> oh was look at these two light skins going at each Hater, other, man. Bro. Trust me, as a light skin brother, I know <laughs> there is some real, there's some real animosity. All love. All love. <laughs> All love. Oh man, that's I, I think that's the part of Twitter I don't get. I don't, I, I'm not I, I'm not privy to here. Uh, I, I'm more like you're different, you're different kind of lights here. <laughs> right here. I got the dungeon tan going on. I got the pale, pale skin. Oh man, we got a loaded show for you all today. But first, let's throw out a congratulations here. We're we're all dads here on the set here at Four Peaks, having a blast. And yeah. Arizona Cardinals, one of their leaders, JJ Watt, his wife, they welcomed their first kid on Sunday. There he is. Little beautiful Koa James Watt, another J, KJ Watt. This kid's going to get a contract in about 21 years. But, man, any fatherly advice for, for JJ and his lovely wife? 
I would just say just love them. Love yeah. on them. Uh, you know, the world's going to do its best to try and beat you up. So just, you know, just love on them and teach them how to laugh and enjoy this ride. They got a lot of resources. You know, JJ and the missus, he, he's earned a lot, you know, throughout his career. But with that, I would just tell him, just, your, your son's not going to listen to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> you're always dad. He's not, you're not going to listen to you. But put him in places where, you know, you're teaching the same thing and being around some, some people that are you get him in the right place. Now, you, had, you had young kids as you went through your playing career. What kind yeah. of obstacles is he looking at right now? Uh, I mean, I just no obstacles right now. Life yeah. is good. I mean, he's on, on a, a great football team with, you know, promise. He's young and he has a baby and he's got mm. millions of dollars. Yeah. Life is good for the Watts right now. And, the, <laughs> you know, assuming, you know, all, all went well, you know, with the health of their, you know, their baby boy. Right. But life is good, man. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy yeah. this moment. Yeah. I mean, my only advice would be like, you know, just just guide them the best you can and don't. You know, don't try to push them to do something that you would have done. 100. Let them find their own way and, and just help guide them in those, you know, the right paths. You know, my, I would love if all my kids were like superstar athletes and they put in the time and effort that I right. did. Uh, but you can't force them to. If they don't want it, they don't want it. And you can only do so much. So, uh, you know, as a, as a father, as, as a parent, as a mom, that's probably the hardest thing you have to learn is because if they don't do it the way you would have done it, how do you not? try to influence them to do the way right. you want to do because that's not their life that's right. not the way they're going to go about doing things so yeah you, that would be my only advice your kids are not you know making up for where you missed out yes, or like where exactly. you fell short in your career well, well, well you're a young dad I'm though a, I'm, what, what I'm, advice you got my my advice right now especially as he's in the thick of it like your first kid <laughs> those first couple days those sleepless nights yeah. you know the the uh the feeding that that never seems to stop like yeah. You're, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you. It's like 10 right. weeks away. You just have to get through this moment right now. As, as I see our, our Jacob, our producer, who's going to be, you know, living this life. Struggling. In the next yeah, struggling. Yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe Namath struggling. Right. Uh, yeah, but, you know, J.J. Watt, I mean, you're right. He's, he's got $100 right. million dollars in the bank. It he's makes good. it a little I'm sure, bit easier. I'm sure he's got some help. Yeah, yeah he's, got help. Some, so he's got some help. Awesome. He's, got, he's got more than enough help and uh, a healthy kid. And just let's not let's just keep them away from like the Fort Minor rap music. Don't don't just tell them don't be caught on camera for Hard Knocks rapping along to some lame ass song. That should be his number one advice for JJ. I mean, I took my kid to go see uh, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying when he was like five. <laughs> the Fifty Cent story. <laughs> yeah, and, and he came out perfectly fine. So yeah, you know, bro, we went to Borat. <laughs> oh. And- very nice. Drake was about. I don't remember, but we laughed, bro. We had, and I mean, if it was just me and you, saw we would have loved it, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean we have to leave? And the missus wasn't having it, dude. It wasn't having. It. So you make those mistakes. It's good that they had kids later on in life, right? Yeah. You didn't have yeah. those kids at 20 years old. Yeah, no doubt. So some news went down earlier today. It would be an NFL Network's team of insiders that announced uh, official Philadelphia Eagles adding some pass rush help. Kind of a strength of this team. You know what they have up as far as the front seven? We saw it in full display. Saw you were there at the game as well. Thanks to our friends over at Game Time. Uh, Philly adds Robert Quint, the 32-year-old pass rusher. And Chicago is pretty much picking up the tab on this one. $7 million of his $12 million salary is picked up by Chicago. All, they had to, uh, all Philly had to give up was a fourth-round pick. Guys, was this, a, was this a miss for Steve Keim? and not surrendering a fourth-round pick for a pass rusher the caliber of Robert Quint? Well, I think it's yet to be determined, right? Because he hasn't had the stellar year that everyone thought that he was going to have, and it's not like you're getting a guy that – I mean, granted, 
all the way up to 32, yeah, he's had some moments. He's had some years, but he hasn't done anything this year that warrants that much attention. So 18 and a half sacks a year ago. Only has one, only had one prior to the Monday night game this this season. Um, it very much a Chandler Jones esque mm. fall to a degree. You got to see what what's left of Robert Quinn. Yeah. Maybe because the Eagles have a little bit uh, so, some better pieces that might be surrounding him, it'll free him up to a degree. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't really fault Steve Kine for not pulling the trigger on this. Uh, I think there's some other moves that that are yet to be made that mm-hmm. are out there. I hope he, he's got to do something. But honestly, I wouldn't do anything until you find out what's going to happen this weekend. Because if, yeah. you tr- if you fall to three and five, you're kind of in that buy or sell phase and you're kind of up in the air. If you go to four and four, you're in the be- ball game. Now you got to make a move. Yeah, and then there's a couple teams that are kind of on the fringe. Washington, who's got a couple nice pieces. Deron Payne, I think, would be a great piece to add, especially with Rashard Lawrence going on. The IR with that shoulder injury, you saw him outside the facility today. He's in a sling. They're going to reevaluate in four weeks. Could be in line for surgery. You feel for the guy, already had hand surgery. How many times can you go under the knife in one season? You pull for a guy like Richard Lawrence, but it looks like his season could potentially be done. You could get a guy in the middle of the defense with four sacks. I mean, if it's a day two pick for, for Deron Payne, I, I, I think you, your patience would pay off there. Or a guy who's going to be playing across the pond, our friends at DMVR covering him very closely, Bradley Chubb. If the Broncos lose that game and, and they're stuck oh, where they are, boy. and Bradley Chubb is reportedly available if they do, another another reason why patience would pay off. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's life is all about timing, right? as we all know. And I agree with Saul. I think that they should wait because you see where you end up. But I, I don't care. Regardless of what happens, I think that they need to make some type of decisions and the reason why I say that because we've seen Steve Kime throughout this offseason offensively be aggressive get Hollywood Brown we saw him get Robbie Anderson and I and I think that they've identified that hey guys we've we're solid on defense but we haven't got those sacks or those turnovers consistently that we wanted so having a guy like Chubb or Payne definitely helps that and I I like the the young talent with Cam Thomas and is as well as uh Sanders but I just don't know about you know with that depth at D tackle like, I mean, I think it's definitely needed to, to get a guy like either Hughes or Payne you, in that D-tackle position. You can see a scenario right now as a Cardinals fan. There's a little bit of optimism right now. You got a dub. You got D-hop back in the fold. The offense seems like it should be tr- trending in the in the right direction more than it was a week ago at this time. And uh, uh, defensively, they have surpassed expectations. They've played above and beyond what people thought that they were going to do. And with the rise of Isaiah Simmons coming on, playing better and better every single week. Zayvon Collins doing the same thing. Uh, Marco Wilson, like it feels like the back seven are, are starting to get it. Yeah, That front four is going to be imperative. If you can find another tool on that front four to really apply pressure without having to send exotic blitzes and whatnot, then it's just going to make that back seven even better. So uh, if you're Steve Kime, that is where I would focus is that front four. You've got to find somebody that's going to put some pressure on the damn quarterback without you having to, you know, manufacture it. See you guys crushing it in the chat. Pain train, toot, toot. Jalen Brayer saying, Deron Payne, Bradley Chubb, long-term moves not only help this year, yeah. but moving forward the future. Quinn would only be a now move. Oh, man. Are you guys at Four Peaks? Of course we're at Four Peaks. We're all enjoying some Four Peaks beer. We got the Wow Wheat. 
Uh, we um, just had some great food off of their menu. There's t- well, there's sports on the TV. You know, there's fantastic Four Peaks tap water. <laughs> it's ice cold. Uh, and like, like Mike says, uh, IPA, you got to have the D-hop. Some, it's a missed opportunity as oh. far as Four Peaks goes. And that's the only thing never that they're missing. Never. Yeah, never exactly. Get that D-hop. Maybe get the Marcus Golden Nail going on, the Golden Ooh. Lager. Uh, but everybody's all in as far as the pain train. They like the nose tackle. Uh, Joel Valenzuela is saying we need to go after Chubb and Payne. Both of them. Now now I think we're getting a little. I mean, <laughs> nah, I mean the sky's yeah, just, the limit, baby. Let's just, go. Just fuck them picks, right? Less speed style, <laughs> right? Uh, just, I mean, Cardinals have rounds one through four. They still have those. And they're also in line for three compensatory picks. So that adds on top of it. And then depending on if Trayvon Mullen plays 10 games this year, that pick could turn from a six-round pick to a seventh-round pick. So Steve Kime, especially relative to his NFC West peers, has got a ton of draft capital to do some work between now and next Tuesday's trade deadline. we got to get something in the works as far as a special show for that. I'm sure we will. But, uh, I mean, i, I got to imagine they're going to be bullish between now and then. Any other position you guys feel like? I'm I mean, like, yep. I'm like, yep. yep. Agreed. Yep. Yes. Cool. There yep. it is. Move Absolutely. on. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Listen, this is this is probably the most important time of the season right now. You're about to hit the halfway mark. You can make a move that can really solidify yourself as the top dog in this division. A division that is easily for the taking by yep. any of the four yeah. teams. The Seahawks are playing out of their mind right now. Nobody expected that. That's not going to be an easy game next week. But this week, you have the opportunity to really add somebody to your team either before or after the, the Vikings game. Probably more likely now at this point after the Viking game. And that Viking game, listen, if they come out and they beat the Vikings on the road for the first time and God knows when, I can't even remember in my lifetime them beating the Vikings in Minnesota. Um, if they do that and they equal and they, and, and they get back to 500, you're right there. You're absolutely yeah. right there. You need to make one or two moves to really solidify that defense. And then you're off to the races because a couple weeks after that, you get Marquise Hollywood, Hollywood Brown back, mm-hmm. and that offense is going to be explosive. So you got to do something defensively yeah. with Steve Kahn. I mean, it, the only thing offensively is that interior of the offensive line. I mean, because you're down kind of big, you lost your starter, Justin Pugh. Rodney Hudson, you don't know what his status is for the rest of the season. You like what you saw from Billy Price in a spot start role, but – you know, Cody Ford, who hasn't been healthy all season, he's now penciling in as your starter. You just maybe need to add depth. But, I mean, as far as game changers, I think it's still on that defensive side of the ball. And we've seen this type of system work before, guys. And it, we didn't have to look far. You saw it happen with L.A. and Von Miller yeah. last year, what they were able to do. A, a consistent offense, and then they were different. Once they brought on Von Miller, they already had Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, a good player, but he wasn't Jalen Ramsey of old. And just to see that impact that he had, them be consistently get pressure on the quarterback, that's what the Cardinals need. To your point, saw a little bit earlier, not having to manufacture pressure, not having to take guys from that secondary out of their natural positions and just being able to get home with four, that would change everything for the Arizona Cardinals. Everything. And uh, Arizona Animal points it out beautifully. Rams showed you the blueprint a year ago by getting Von Miller you got to make a move like that to really solidify yourself. I'm telling you, I, I don't know. I look at the, at the NFC, and I know we lost the Eagles by three points, and, and you know, and it should have been an overtime game. Um, and, and the Cardinals haven't looked the best until last week when they finally seemed like they put everything together. Yeah. 
the, the Cardinals could easily jump from a mid-tier team in the NFC to the best team in the NFC in a week span. Yep. Like, they legit could do that, but they got to make a move. They do have to make a move. Uh, I love everybody's comments, who they think that they should upgrade, where they should upgrade. I think the cornerback spot, to get Mullen back, I think you have four NFL-caliber cornerbacks, plus those two guys on the back end, as he said, this playing at always playing at a high level. And the emergence of Zayvon Collins is playing better football. Zach Allen's is, is just a human TFL. These, all these We're going to get into a discussion about somebody who could exit this organization potentially before the trade deadline. But let me tell you about a bad beat first that this that player in particular got me on underdog fantasy. Because, Saul, I, I'd picked higher or lower, and you could pick up the five higher or lower selections, right? Mm-hmm. And you could mm-hmm. make more money by the more you hit, right? And I was in line to go from 5 bucks to 100 bucks. But A.J. Green torpedoed my chances of doing that by not seeing the playing field on Thursday Night Football. All he needed was 24 yards receiving, and I, and I, I picked it. I don't know why. I, I, I gave you guys the good advice to stay away from him on that. But underdog, it, it gave me even more action on that Thursday Night Football. It was an electric game. I mean, it had everything you wanted except for me winning an underdog. And I just can't wait to get back on that app and, and make – some more like higher or lower selections. I'm liking what I'm seeing from DeAndre Hopkins. You need to search the App Store. Click on the link in the show notes with promo code PHNX. Get in an underdog. It will dub- double your first deposit up to $100. Use underdog fantasy. Use that promo code PHNX and get in the action today. Feel alive, even more alive like I did on Thursday night, despite the L that I took. Also, the Yotes, they're playing their inaugural home, inaugural home opener at Mullet Arena this Friday. you got to join us right here, Four Peaks, the PHNX Coyotes crew, Four Peaks for the tailgate watch party. There's not going to be a better place to watch this game outside of Mullet Arena. It's free to enter. You can enjoy $3 beer specials. Watch on the 20-foot jumbo screen. Register through the link in our show notes as well. Also, hook yourself up with some discounted beers. $15 for a 24-pack. The Fall Variety Pack. My God, there's not a better deal. You're not going to find a better deal at Fry's. You're not going to be able to go to Bash's and find a $15 deal like this. It's the Variety Pack this Saturday, Four Peaks, Wilson Street Brewery, 9 to 1. First 50 peeps get that free Oktoberfest T-shirt. We got one of those hanging around right here. Somebody tossed yeah, yeah, me a I T-shirt. Got you, I got these you, things I got are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got to be 21 years or older. Let's, here's these Oktoberfest shirts. I mean, the only yeah, thing that's going to go. look cooler than this is... Maybe you get she, some, told me the, she told me the whole stack, but yeah. Maybe if you there get some go. leader hosing or My something, bad. maybe you could pimp it out even it's more, awful. but it's it's legit. Yeah, you get yourself one of those. Get a $15 variety pack. Four Peaks. We're having a blast here. I told you guys about the bad beat from AJ Green. I'm salty at AJ, but I'm not going to let it kind of sway how I feel about him right now. There was a report today from ESPN guys that said that the Packers might have interest in AJ Green. Do you just jump on that opportunity? Unfortunately, guys, I got to go real quick. I will be right back. Okay. Give me a second. Do your thing. Saul exits. DA, we continue this conversation as far as AJ Green. Bo, I mean, I, I think that I, I like it. You know, I, I mean, I, I think that if you can get some value there and you always have to look at value check, check. and what you can get for them, and if it's minimal impact on, you know, you talked about the draft picks that you have, if it's minimal impacts there, why not? I mean, you're always looking to upgrade your team, and I would just wonder if it's—we've seen it in the basketball world—if it's a, if it's a situation where you're just getting draft picks just to get that guy that you want, whether it's yeah. Nick Chubb or Payne that we talked about. Yeah, I think if you can get anything in return for AJ Green, I, he had, he's been a 
a, a model employee, right? He's yeah. a professional. He's always been a consummate professional, but this guy's role is, is evaporated. You know, he had a big opportunity early on, and unfortunately, I think Father Time continues to be undefeated. And, you know, 10 catches, 52 yards. You, you saw a couple of cases of the drops, but if you can get anything like that resembles like what you sent out for Robbie Anderson, like the new A.J. Green here who's fresher legs, younger, uh, can make some more big plays that you expected from Green when you re-signed him, I think it's a no-brainer. Like, I, I don't think that you hang on to him just in like the in, in the case no. of break glass in emergency. Yeah, I don't think that you look at him in terms of depth, right? But as you said, Bo, his impact hasn't been that of we'd look at it like similar situation with Robert Quinn. Yeah. It have it's kind of underperformed expectations, and and there was some communication uh, difficulty between he and Kyler last year, and you expected that to improve, especially with D Hop being out the first six weeks, and we didn't see that. So I think right now, if you're not playing. You know, as the saying goes, if you're not, you know, at the table, you're on the menu. And I think that Steve <laughs> Kime is looking for will and deal anybody. Yeah. If you're not one of those starters making an immediate impact, you're look, you're, you're trade bait. Yeah, you're, he's not a guy that like, hey, we'll just sit on him for now and then hope like he develops. I mean, he's a 34-year-old guy, probably yeah. destined for Canton at, at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with Mikey in the chat. You know, AJ for a sixth and a seventh. If you get even one of those, I think you pull that trade. Brian says he's not insurance policy. Absolutely agree with that. And then uh, I, I also saw, too, just kind of putting it out today on the, t- the Twitter streets, uh, A.J. Green and the Packers, I mean, he's already helped the Packers win a game once before last year on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> that one hurt, but, hey, I got to give credit. That's actually kind of kind of is, is funny in a sick way. All right, today at practice, D.A., we saw the return of James Conner. Daryl Williams was back out there in a limited capacity. You're a, rel- you're a resident running back. Eno Benjamin's been so good. Uh, you know, Eno's kind of taken the reins of this RB1 role and, and run away with it, for lack of a better term. And we've got, uh, you know, him head-to-head with James Conner, who's coming back. Look at this. Eno, rush yards, 257. He's averaging over four and a half yards per carry. He's got two touchdowns. Receiving yards, 146. Pretty similar to James Conner if, if you take away the yards per carry, 3.6 for J.C. How, how do you think you re-involve a guy like James Conner back into this offense and does Eno have to take just humbly take back his 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 other the role that he had before James Conner took had the rib injury I mean we've seen the Arizona Cardinals take talent off the field with guys like Greg Dorch yeah and I hope hope that that doesn't happen with a guy like Eno Benjamin a guy that's runs ferociously and a guy that's more athletic than you expect and the Cardinals have had production at that position. Not that they haven't with James Conner, but with Eno Benjamin, they appear to be dynamic. Kyler could get him the ball in the passing game, and he seems to have a knack for finding running lanes that I wouldn't say that Conner doesn't have, but when you do it a little bit faster, you get a a little bit more yards. And and I think that he he benefits from space, being quicker and more agile in the hole. And I think that the Cardinals could benefit with the preservation of a guy like James Conner throwing Williams to the you know practice squad. I mean, not the practice squad, but to some special teams. Or maybe you don't even dress because you saw the talent that you mm-hmm. have in a guy like Keontae. Yeah. But I don't think that you can remove a guy like Eno Benjamin from the field, bow because the production that you've had and the fact that you got a good feeling with him winning. I can see in a situation where James Conner comes in on those third and short or goal line situations. Yeah, it seems like he's money in the bank. But if, if you put him in a position where he's your bell cow, if he's getting 80% of the snaps – you're doing even him a disservice. You're doing your offense a disservice yeah. when 
I, I, you know, it, it, this team, it, it feels like they got to get knocked on the side of the head sometimes, like the Dorch situation, just yeah. for them to realize – like he earned the playing time, he he shouldn't be have his playing time taken away just because of what his draft history was, what his status was, and Rondell Moore coming back, and they just wanted to fit him in. I think Eno, the jury was out at the beginning of the season. They didn't know. Like, sure, he looked good in OTAs. He looked good yeah, in but training. Cliff's camp. always been high on him. Buddy. I know he's always yeah. been high on him, but like. Could he say for sure, hey, he can play that Chase Edmonds role? Now we know, right? right now yeah. can he just take it over and it looked more like it did last year where they had that perfect kind of harmony. It's of definitely these... Chase Edmonds-esque. Yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I, I just hope that they don't need, like, we don't need to see a game of James Conner coming in, getting the bulk of the snaps, and then not having as much success, especially kind of getting outside the tackles or, or getting in the open space like we've seen so far. I mean, the, the thing about Cliff, he's very player loyal. We've seen that. Yeah. And it seems the Cardinals organization, there's no reason not to love James Conner and how he's approached his professionalism and, and taking care of the game of business as an Arizona Cardinal. You respect that. I can't see him in a situation where they think that those two are both adequate, right? Like yeah. They think that those two are both equivalent to each other and that James Conner would have had the same success against the New Orleans Saints as Eno Benjamin did. So, you know, I, I think that James Conner is going to play, but I also think that what they've seen with Eno, we haven't had that same type of talk about uh, Greg Dortch as we did about Eno Benjamin in terms yeah. of Cliff saying that he's the number one. They they could speed up, go tempo with the Eno. And this offense, I wouldn't say that they're they're dynamic, but they look fluid when Eno's in the game. Yeah, I see a question there, Mike, asking if, if Darrell Williams could get traded. I, you know, the only team that might be willing to take on Darrell Williams is his previous team, uh, as they've kind of pivoted, yeah, Kansas City, they might take yeah. him back. But other than that, I, I, it'd be, I'd be hard-pressed to see any team want to give up any kind of asset for a guy like Darrell Williams, who could potentially, with the emergence of Keontae, with Eno playing so well, you know, could he just find himself looking for work at some point midseason? You know, you, you hope the Cardinals don't just cut bait there. But uh, guys continue to kill it the track. What's Blake saying here? Connor needs to be, restructure his deal already, too. Uh, too expensive for that lack of productivity. Look, you have to also keep in consideration the Arizona Cardinals were playing from behind the entire time that James Conner was healthy this, the five games of the season. Like, he was not – it was not a – the game did not translate into him getting carries to kind of find his role like he had last year where he he's more set up like if the Cardinals get out to a lead or if it's a tie game and they can run and, and keep that – continue that balanced offense it's perfect for him but if you're playing from behind James Conner doesn't suit his game at all no and we saw some glimpses right we saw in a couple games where he had some 20 yard 17 yard runs we saw him making plays out of the backfield catching what James Conner does he always does well you know making guys miss running hard catching the ball and making more than what you expect from your your running back uh, it's just that Unfortunately, Eno looked dynamic. That's the nature of the beast. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And then unfortunately, an injury becomes an opportunity. So, you know, kudos. I mean, I respect them both. I mean, they're both playing great football. But you have to find ways to, to keep Eno Benjamin on the football field because he's just been dynamic and he's helped your team win. I mean, look what he's done. I mean, just getting away from just what he does running the football, toting the rock, catching the football, mm. both of those. You can check the box that he does those at a very – like. A good enough level, if not above average at some point. What he does in pass pro. Yeah. You know, what he just brings on each and every play, it, it's just, it's undeniable that he should be out there. And, Bo, when you have a guy that's, you know, roughly 5'8", 100, and, or 205 <laughs> yeah. pounds, you know, uh, 
coaches, you'll look at that as a detriment because that, yeah. to your point, that's what they ask. Hey, can he block? Is he going to hold on to the football? You know, can he protect our quarterback, our, you know, $45 million investment? And when you have a guy check all those boxes and playing as fast and ferociously as Eno Benjamin has done for this team, when I mean, we saw a glimpse of it last year, we always go back to that 49ers game when he ran over the guy. And you see that type of energy every time, every rip Eno touches the football. So I think that the team sees it. Obviously, the front office sees it. And I think that, I mean, keeping it 100, James Conner got to see it. it. You know, and you have to understand that, hey, if we want to win, who gives us the best opportunity? It's not ego anymore if you really want to win. Who gives us the best opportunity to win? And I think that Eno Benjamin does that for the Arizona And and I think, you know, Conner, who was close to playing on Thursday night when he was ruled inactive, he was a guy that was out there in his street clothes or his workout clothes getting the rest of the running backs ready to play that night. And yeah. He's a guy that he's a doesn't, big homie. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't have yeah. an ego. He he wants to just win. He, he's at the point in his career where he's just like it's not about stats, it's not about me getting the bulk of the carries. It's about the dubs. That's the only thing that care, he cares about and you got to appreciate a guy like that. I mean, he's a consummate professional. I mean, we saw just the 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 adversity that he's been through in his life and just how he approaches the game. I mean, going yeah. through that you know, going through cancer treatments, continuing to play football, you cannot help, you know, but respect a guy like James Conner. And I think that he brings value to the running back room. And not to mention he could play this game at a high level, but I think we all understand going with the hot hand. Yeah. And that's Eno Benjamin right now. Yeah, we got some uh, tidbits from practice today. We'll get into that in just a bit. But I got to tell you right now, OGs is changing the game. Uh, they have launched their brand new Sleep Edition Gummy. And you don't want to sleep on these. Absolutely not. The Aquaberry flavor. They got the OGs now flavoring dreams instead of flavoring life. It's flavoring dreams as well. Two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. You're like, what the hell does that even mean? I didn't go to weed college. Let me tell you. Actually, the CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. So you're not going to have a problem if you wake up in the middle of the night. It's going to keep you sleeping comfortably. OGs, you got to find out more about their other products as well because they do flavor life. You got the orange creamsicle gummy, which is probably goaded already at this point. I know our guy Frank Sanders loves it. Check out all of their products right now online, ogsbrands.com. That's O G E E Z brands.com. Check them out on Instagram as well. Got to be 21 years or older. You can find their products in your local dispensary. Also, new customers getting in on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. If any $5 NBA money bet, money line bet, can get $200 if your team wins. That's right. If you put any money line bet for 5 bucks down on the NBA season right now, you can get $200 in return. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. This is the best way to do it. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code PHNX. The promo code PHNX on DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for the details on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Okay, so we'll get to Marco Wilson winning the Defensive Player of the Week uh, and what that could mean for the young corner. Uh, but a couple other notes. James Conner is day-to-day. So is Daryl Williams, and so is Matt Prater. And Rodrigo Blankenship, who was just signed to the active roster, he kicked uh, on Thursday night. He was fine. He missed one PAT, which is a little troublesome, but looks way better than our guy Matt Amendola, no doubt about it. Um, I don't know why he said he's our guy. He, he's not. I don't know if he's anybody's guy right now. He, he just right. had a, he had a tough he had a tough Cardinals uh, experience. But 
Blankenship could hold the kickoff duties for the Cardinals, and Matt Prater could come back from the hip injury, potentially, according to Cliff Kingsbury, and, and kick uh, for the Cardinals just on field goals. And I mean, when you think back to this Minnesota game from last year, it came down to their place kicker missing from like inside 40 yards to lose the game. So kicking has been a big, big thing in these matchups and has been big with the Arizona Cardinals the last couple of weeks. I mean, well, given the the Vikings are 5-1 and one, and all the games that they've won by have been by one score, yeah. you know, it's going to come down potentially to kicking, you know, and or missing a field goal. So I think that the Car- Cardinals feel confident with Blankenship. They've won games with him. He's made kicks for him. I think it's one. It's a situation where they would love to have Prater, but if they have to go into war with Blankenship, they feel comfortable at that position. Yeah, I mean, you, you feel 100 times more comfortable than you did at this point last week. You won with him, Bo. Yeah, you won with him. He made he made a 50-yarder. He was, he was solid. He was solid in the kickoff game, something that was a knock on him back in his Colts days. He had that kick out of bounds that crushed the Colts, and, and Colts fans will let you know about it. If you mention Rodrigo uh, Blankenship's name on Twitter, uh, just be careful, and your boy's telling you that right now. Uh, as far as Cliff Kingsbury, I thought it was interesting. The other day, he had to confirm, and, and coming off Thursday night, he had to confirm that he was going to continue to call plays for this team. Mm. Like, at what point do we leave Cliff alone as far as the play-calling duties? Like, does he just have to continue to have put forth decent performances? I mean, I, don't, I, I think that Cliff became the head coach based on his play-calling yeah. you know, ability, and I know that Kyler has dismissed it. I, I don't... I, Maybe it's Mark Dalton, you know what I mean, telling him, hey, you know what I mean, like, hey, we got we got to address the elephant in the room, you know, Mark Dalton being the Cardinals, you know, head of uh, communications over yeah. there. Uh, so, to me, I, I don't know, I don't think it's necessary. I think that maybe he was asked, Bo, I mean, you, you're closer, have yeah. a, po- a closer pulse to it. I don't think it's necessary. As long as he's the head coach, he's going to be the play caller. And long as he and Kyler Murray are rocking, that's I, going to be the deal. I mean, you guys can let me know in the chat. But if I see the offensive performance, the best offensive performance, it wasn't perfect by any stretch on Thursday night. And, and there was the questions before that. I think you at least give him this week to say to to kind of just parlay this one, this performance. Like that they scored what twenty eight points or was it twenty five points offensively plus what they did defensively. I mean. We've we've got a graphic here. The the offense with with D Hop and the offense without D Hop. Like Cliff Kingsbury is a very capable play caller with DeAndre Hopkins, and, and I'm sure a lot of offensive play callers yeah. are way better with DeAndre Hopkins than are without. Nine and two overall, and those two losses. I mean, you think Green Bay? That's where he injured his hamstring, and then he injured his knee against LA. Those are the two L's with DeAndre Hopkins the last eleven games. They're averaging over thirty points per game, and then without. Five and or it's uh it's not a five and two record at two and five we flipped that uh and twenty uh only twenty plus points per game so under twenty one points per game I mean Cliff can call an offense Kyler's a better quarterback the wide receivers are better with DeAndre Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins just makes everybody better and and I don't think you have to worry about this play calling thing to the extent of he needs to relinquish those that play calling duty. No, I think that that kind of the success they had last week, being more balanced, taking steps in the right direction, you know, passing the ball, having a receiver over a hundred yards, and just feeling better about the win. Right? I just think if you take a step back, it wasn't perfect, but it was balanced. You have Kyler passing the ball over, you know, roughly two hundred yards or near two hundred yards, and Eno having over a hundred total yards from scrimmage, almost you know, rushing the ball for over a hundred yards. You love those stats offensively, and to score more points. And their ability to do more things with him, Bo, I think that that creates other opportunities, and that's why we saw the benefits, you know, of scoring, like you said, over 25 points. I think they're they're averaging over 30, but I think that 
everyone's more confident knowing that they have a dog on the field when DeAndre Hopkins is out there. Yeah. Because he's a game changer, because he does dictate coverage, you, you, and he does create mismatches and it creates opportunities for everyone else. They were talking about, uh, and they were asking Cliff and Kyler today at their press availability about moving DeAndre Hopkins back. And I thought it was interesting what Kyler said. It's like when Nuke came to the organization, it was during the COVID offseason, and they just he was like, I was shocked he had 1,400 yards because he would play on the left side of the field he ran all le- all his routes on the left side of the field and still made magic happen. And then they started moving him around a little bit last everybody year. Everybody knew we were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, everybody knew we were going to do it, and he still made plays. That means you're a true dog, right? Dog. Right? And then you've got last year where he moved around a little bit. Like, the numbers weren't eye-popping. It was still like, hey, there, there was more that this fan base wanted to see as far as the versatility from the routes that DeAndre was going to run. And then his first game, that, that was something that was in the works way before the suspension – that they were planning on doing, and he ran, you know, an absurd amount of routes in the, in the slot. He was at X, he was at Z, and Kyler's like, I mean, that just takes with all the playmakers we have already, and then that the defense has to account where DeAndre Hopkins is lined up at on any given play. It just gives them an even bigger edge. Well, I think what it does, it, it gives. It allows the offense and Cliff to dictate the coverage, right? Because you know that they're going to do based on prior game film. And it also creates opportunity to get those one-on-one matches. And I think of, you know, some of the tweets that you posted, Bo, what I loved about it was like, hey, just get the ball in his hands. Yeah. You know, a, a quick reception and allow him to be athletic and make guys miss. And when you have a guy like that that can turn, you create space for him and you, you make a three- to five-yard catch and mm-hmm. he can make it 12 to 15 to 20 yards. That's a game changer. That's a difference maker. And when you have that, we've seen the impact. We've seen what it's done to guys like Tom Brady. We've seen how it's making Aaron Rodgers uh, make him basic a basic human. You know, before mm-hmm. that, he was a superhuman in his ability. But without having uh, Devontae Adams, he looks pedestrian at that position. So it's important. And I, I would encourage you to find an offense that have been successful with this new era of football yeah. without having that number one receiver. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you'd be hard-pressed. I mean, Green Bay has been reeling ever since Devontae Adams left that organization to, to Las Vegas. Uh, if you took Cooper Cup out, e- even when you took OBJ out of the lineup in the Super Bowl, it took, I mean, that, that offense A complete took, team it, yeah, to win that game. Yeah, it did. And, and it, it took them kind of forcing the issue with Cooper Cup down the stretch and yeah. then making some big plays for them to pull that one out again. And also Aaron Donald just wrecking the game on the other side of the football. But, I mean, it, it's... I mean, outside of Patrick Mahomes, offenses struggle when they lose their wide receiver ones. That's just that's just the way it goes. You're just a you're just a lesser offense. Now we wish we we'd seen more, right? We we wish they didn't get held out of the end zone twice, once against L.A. and then once against Seattle. But you know it, it is what it is. And but luckily the Arizona Cardinals can say, especially going into Week Eight, they have DeAndre Hopkins. And the other team doesn't, but they got a version of him. <laughs> they got Look, a dog too. Jetta is, is uh, yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson. We, yeah. we heard a lot about him today, and, and everybody's well aware of how good Justin Jefferson is. It's going to be a big assignment for a guy like Byron Murphy. Real quick, Cliff was asked about the role of Robbie Anderson. Does it increase? He's not anticipating anything too crazy. It's week two. Like, how tough is it, DA? Like, have you ever seen guys like? Because the trade deadline like wasn't as prevalent as it is these days because of how hard it is to grasp a brand-new offense on the fly. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that Robbie's been around enough and they've had so much you know turnover yeah. at, at the Carolina Panthers that he's been able to, to group 
certain sets, cer certain nomenclature, certain verbiage together, right? So for the most part, I either have based out of this call, I have a post, a, yeah. a, a sit route, a deep end, a curl, you know what I mean? And he could categorize all his routes in the, into some type of understanding, right? Or it might be a situation where he's that much of a dog. They got the other receiver. Tell Robbie what he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's that good. Tell Robbie yeah. what he's doing. So I guarantee that they're working with him. And then maybe that's part of, you know, that that's his poker face. That's Cliff's poker face. Like, don't expect to see much yeah. of, to Robbie Anderson. He gets out there because, you, you to me, I like Rob. I think that he's like that one step down from Hop. Like, Hop mm -hmm. is that dog, but Robbie has moments where you're like, damn. Like, he's a, yeah. he's a very good receiver, and he's a problem for most. And we talk about those explosion plays and what he can do. And that's what you're looking for with the impact of Robbie Anderson. I mean, he played 12 snaps. So, like, you can see yeah. an increase. Say he plays <laughs> right. 20, right? If he plays right. 20 and, and if Kyler looks his way three of those times and he hits him once, you got a game-changing type play. This is a guy who's 6'3", runs a 4'3". Like, those don't grow on trees. Like, guys that caliber, those are, those are like, Kyler calls them demons. They're out there and they're just, you, you can't, you can try to find those guys, but you know, the Cardinals got guys on their six feet. He's 6'3". He's an absolute yeah. problem for opposing defenses. And, and the Vikings, it, it might be nice that they have no clue what to expect from a player like that. Bo, I think it's all about efficiency. If you see him a minimum of 20 plays and, and the three or four plays that the ball is thrown to him, he catches and their first down or impactful plays, keep drives a lot, that's all you want. Yeah. If he draws a, a pass interference penalty, that's all you want. And I think that when we, we've seen from – the talent that this team has gotten where they've tried to put guys in position to be successful, they don't want to overload them with information or playing time, right? Because yeah. they may not know what they're doing. It's definitely the, the approach that they've taken with the rookies. But a guy like Robbie Anderson, I think that he's forgotten most more than the rookies know. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of those situations. <laughs> so I think it's about a matter of time before they get him on the field. Because to your point, Bo, being 6'3", running a 4'3", He's a matchup problem, too. Yeah, and Robbie Anderson is like adding that game-changing chair to your living room that you can find at more furniture right now during their <laughs> fall chair. That's right. Like their it. fall sales going on. You can receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. You can pimp out your living room, your dining room, your bedroom set. Check them out, morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R, furniture.com, more furniture, hooking you up. Also, got to tell you, you got to get in on the Kyler or the, the end zone celebration shirt that we got going on, phnxlocker.com. It's the celebration shirt we got going on. You don't want to miss out on this. This thing's legit. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the baby Yoda pose, and it's the one that was famous, made famous last year. Check it out, phnxlocker.com. Emma, you want to say something? I just want to give you some flowers real quick. Yeah. Because your ad transitions Man. are seamless every <laughs> time. Man. It's like he studies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he knows. Like, it, like he's you, done this before. Yeah. You but guys are good, like going dude. on with a conversation, not on the rundown, but you're still able to see me like get the. I'm proud of you both. Is it goat, is it goat level? Is it oh, goat? I think on. it's like goat level with his transitions. You know, he he's, finds ways. He's getting there. He's getting there. Like goat level. It's right up here. Bo's like a little bit, yeah, like wow. two steps down. He's so pretty so, good. So you're like having like Robbie Anderson of broadcasting. Yeah, I'm, right I'm blushing right now. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> you know, this. That, I'm going to walk around four peaks with my chest held up high. And sure. people are going to be like, what's up with that guy? He's like, I, I just got the ultimate compliment. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. You guys crushed it in the chat. Be sure to join us uh, again on Friday. We're going to have our full preview show going on at 4.30, live from the PHNX studios. Also, we got our audio-only version, our audio-only only show going down Thursday night. 
We'll have that wherever you find your podcast. But uh, subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. Also follow us on Twitter at Damian Anderson, at Bo Brock, and at PHNX underscore Cardinals. And, uh, of course, our guy, Johnny Venerable. Follow him, the ultimate Cardinals insider. Great content coming your way every day on The Bird. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a five-star review anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be live, uh, like I said, 4.30 on Friday. And then we'll have our halftime show early Sunday morning. Vikings, Cardinals, we're ramping up the coverage on that. It's coming up. Keep it locked right here. PHNX Cardinals. Thanks for watching.